Well, hello there to my listeners and my audience. I hope you're doing fine. Today I am in inspirational mood, so this is actually the third episode that I am recording after being down for quite a long time. In this episode, I'm going to share with you a twist of faith that I had regarding forgiving my mom. Now, if you have listened to my episode about the mother wound, the story that I have my mom, you are aware of the fact that even though we made up and we have a respectful, compassionate relationship, we've never really been closed. We've never really been close. Um, but here I'm going to tell you how, in a way, I managed to kind of forgive her for leaving my father. So let me just backtrack a little bit. It was exactly two years ago. That's why I'm telling you because Facebook just showed me, <laughs> and that's why we have Facebook, yeah? Facebook just showed me a post, a picture, a photo that I took uh, two years ago when last time I saw her. And uh, yeah, so the story goes like this. Two years ago, in the summer, two years ago, in the beginning of June, something like that, I was looking for a hairdresser and I was sick and tired of my old hairdresser and uh, I remember that there is this guy who's a friend of mine on Facebook who is a hairdresser and uh, to tell you the story of this guy, 10 years previously, so when I was in my early 40s, um, he invited me on a date, he asked a friend to ask me if I am willing to go on a date with him, okay? Um, it's interesting. He came to the date with two other friends, all right? We met on the beach in Tel Aviv. He came to the date with two other friends. And I was like, are you for real? So I asked another two friends of mine, two girls, to come and join us. There was absolutely no chemistry whatsoever between us. But... He, he kind of like took a step, but I realized that somewhere he's afraid of me. Now, he's a Leo. Okay, I love Leos. Leos are my bread and butter. I have a Leo rising. I have a lot of Leo energy. I love Leos. But this guy seemed to be afraid. On the one hand, he wanted to be in touch with me. On the other hand, he was too scared to even ask me on a date. So it was kind of interesting. Now, to press forward... Two years ago, he was the hairdresser that I actually contacted because I was like, oh, all right, well, I know he's a hairdresser. He's putting up very nice pictures. He, he seems to be, you know, uh, quite a professional. So, yeah. And then we talk. We talked on the phone and we had like an hour of a conversation. Yeah. We just talked and talked and talked and talked. And I was like, oh, all right. I like, I like. And then like a month later or something like that, there was a party and I had nobody to go with, which has been my constant problem in the last few years that as much as I love to go partying, yeah, I love to go to raves and uh, trance music is a huge part of who I am or definitely who I was in the past 20 years. Uh, recently, I've been more discernent with my um, company, with the company I keep. And my friends stopped coming with me to the party. So it's like I didn't have anybody to go with. And I really wanted to go and dance. So 
he wrote me a message on Facebook. I wrote him back. It was Saturday, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'll come pick you up. He came pick me up. We went to the, to the party together and we had a wonderful time. And I remember we were just there for a few hours and I was like, I really like this guy. We have nice chemistry. And just to remind you, 10 years previously, he tried to ask me out on a date, but he didn't have the, excuse my French, balls to actually come sit with me alone one-on-one. So 10 years forward, he did have the guts. And then we sat and so on. It was so nice. We danced and we had fun and it was really nice. And like a few days later, he asked me out on a date. We went down to the beach. Fine. Great conversation. Great vibes. He's very much like me. Okay. That's what I was saying. Why I, why I actually emphasize the fact that he's a Leo. I see uh, a, a lot of, um, you know, we had a lot in common. We came from the same uh, musical background, if you want to call it, part of the party scene. Both of us are single. He was divorced. Um, you know, we are the same age exactly, which is a first time. No, a second time for me. I always dated men who were younger than me, except the guru in Costa Rica. But that's a different episode. So I was like, okay, this guy is my age. Maybe... Let's give it a try. You know, we do seem to have some kind of a chemistry. But the fact is, it wasn't sexual. It's like very early on, I found that we also had serious arguments. I was very critical. I was very, um, yeah, I saw, you know, the universe always gives you people who are the exact mirror to what you are and where you are. So I saw myself. I saw his fears, his, I saw mine in his fears. Well, you know what I'm saying. I saw his, his objections, um, his suspicions as somebody who's been single for a lot of years. And that w- we had a lot in common. I really did feel that we have a lot in common. We also had excellent communication, which is something um, that I found for, for, for example, it was new. I could talk. We could talk about anything and everything. Maybe we didn't agree, agree on it. Yeah. Maybe we even got in a fight. But the fact that we could talk hours and hours was very... And I could share my emotions, my feelings with him. And what surprised me is that maybe he was offended, but he never gave up. He kept on coming back, even when I sent him to, the hell, to hell and back, saying that I wasn't interested, he kept on coming back. And I appreciate that in a man, when he knows what he wants and he, he knows how to go after what he wants. So, but we didn't have sexual chemistry. I mean, it's not that we didn't have sexual chemistry. He, no, no, we didn't. No, it wasn't. It just wasn't, not even in the top five, not even the, okay, I don't compromise when it comes to that, but that's also another episode to regarding, you know, other men that once you kiss the stars, you cannot settle for, you know, going up to some (laughs) mountain. It's not the same. (laughs) So we had this very interesting relationship, kind of love and hate relationship for like two months. It was intense. It was intense. I learned a lot through this period of time. I was not in love with him. I I tried 
because I was like, okay, Sita, this is, you know, you have so much in common. But on the other hand, we also came from two completely different uh, cultural backgrounds. And at some point, I hated the way he treated me. He belittled me in like, I, I always felt that he was afraid of women. And he was afraid of, 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 the, of, the, of the power of a woman. And I am, I am a powerful woman. I'm aware of my strength. And I'm, you know, and I always, he criticized me for wearing kaftans, jalabias, which I love. I think it's an amazing, best, whatever, most suitable and comfortable dress for the summer, for the hot summer months. He criticized it because it reminded him of his mother. So we did have a lot of, you know, misunderstandings or fights as well. So how is all this related to my mother? This guy, he had um, a license for medical marijuana. He had backaches, fine. First thing he did in the morning was smoke a joint. He had the license, it was legal, nobody could say anything. But he was a different person when he smoked. Now, I've been around, okay? I had my fair share of whatever you can imagine I tried. There were many, many years when I was flying high like a kite from party to party on much more than grass. But now that I was 50, we were both 50. Yeah, it was two years ago. It was our anniversary year in a way. And um, that was this guy that I couldn't reach him. There was a certain block. There was, there was like, there was like a, a, a protective uh, cocoon around him made of marijuana smoke. You know what it is. They give it for, as, it's a painkiller, okay? It's an amazing painkiller. It's medicine. This is what it is. It's medicine. But it kills the pain. All kind of pain. Not just physical pain. It also kills the emotional pain. It also, uh, it, it, it kind of like blocks your connection to yourself. You don't want to feel the pain. You want to take a painkiller so you smoke a joint. You don't have the guts to look deep inside what is really happening. Why are you in pain? He was still blaming his wife. They've been divorced like 16 years. This man had serious women issues. But he was smoking, constantly smoking. He was constantly high. I couldn't reach him. There was always a wall around him. And I felt that he only lets me in until a certain, un, uh, up to a certain point. Now, I used to do this trick, okay? I wrote the book on keeping walls around you and keeping people out of your intimate world. I wrote the book on this. So I definitely recognized it and I told him about it. But... But I stayed. There was something there that I was like, it was more karmatic. Okay, you understand that. It was more karmatic. Um, we had to close the circle. It started 10 years previously with him asking me on a date. And now we had the opportunity to actually close this circle, this karmic, whatever it was, because I'm sure that both of us learned from it. So let me just, let me just circle back to my mother. 
My father became an alcoholic. He always liked to drink, but he became an alcoholic when I was around 10. And uh, those last two years before my parents officially split were hell. Okay, I adored my father. I admired him. I think I, I cherished the ground he, he walked on. I was a true daddy's girl. I was his princess. And he was my, sh you know, the prince in shining armor. Every daughter loves their father. But I was like, I really adored my father. I could not see his fault. I could not. I'm saying honestly, I could not see his fault. I always blamed my mother. And if you listen to my other podcast about my mother wound, you will also understand maybe better where all that happened and how it all started. So to get back to my father, my father was an alcoholic at the end of the day. And I remember I must have been around 11 and there were some serious, serious fights. I mean, he came home at night and he peed in the corner inside the house. He was so pissed, okay? And then he would pass out all over. It was bad. It was bad. It was disgusting. It was, it was, it was, not, it was very, very not nice. And still, I blamed my mother for leaving him. I still blamed my mother for leaving my father because my father couldn't do any wrong. In my eyes as a child, my father could make no mistakes. And there I was visiting my mom two years ago. And I told you, we don't have such an intimate relationship but we found, it, we found ourselves sitting in her kitchen and we started to chat. And then we started to talk about my relationship with this guy, with the hairdresser. And her relationship with my father. And all of a sudden, I understood her. She went into detail about the abuse that she actually went through with two young kids and all the terrible, terrible things that happened to her because my father was an alcoholic. He didn't beat her. He was way too, um, let's say, gentle for that. But he made her life a living hell. And all of a sudden I understood what addictions can do to you. Because I was involved with a man who was addicted. It was an addiction. He was addicted to medical marijuana. He was high from the moment he woke up. He couldn't sleep without smoking. He couldn't get through the day without smoking. And it changed his whole personality. And yes, when he smoked... I could see that he could be violent. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there with my mom and this movie runs in front of my eyes and, and I, I sympathize with my mother and I understand what she has done and why she has done it. That all these years I blamed her for leaving my father when at the end of the day she did it because she had no choice. And until today she says, your father was the love of my life. And she got married after, and she had other relationships also after her second divorce and so on and so on. And until today she says, sometimes she goes to sleep 
and she dreams with my father. Oh my God, I have tears in my eyes. Shit, I'm getting emotional here. So there I was sitting in my mother's kitchen, understanding a situation that she went through as a woman with an addict only because I had the opportunity, the privilege and the choice to get into a dead-end relationship with a man who was also an addict. So you see how karma works? I understood my mother because I went through it myself. And sometimes this is the only thing that helps us in forgiveness. And this is why I always say, you know, we say we are not our parents. Yes, I'm sure that you all, I'm not going to be like my mother. I'm not going to be like your father. But we all are. In our essence, we are our parents. I am my mother. I am my grandmother. I am my mother and I am my great-grandmother and everybody else is in me. And it is my duty as a person who has some kind of a, a, a wisdom to understand how life works, to use an opportunity like this to forgive. To forgive my mama, yeah? my greatest nemesis, my greatest nemesis, my greatest teacher probably. So this is how I managed at the end of the day because I was in her shoes. Only when you get into their shoes you can really understand what made them do whatever they did. Only then you can really understand, really feel it when you're going through the same thing. And of course, also then you need the awareness to realize that this reminds you of something else. So yes, of course I came back and we split up with this man the same day I arrived back home. It was mutual. So the lesson was learned. It was mutual. We had no future. There was no, I didn't, I, I, I didn't see my life, even though I tried, yeah? I tried to imagine my life with him, but he just, he fell short. I like men who are larger than life, let's be honest. And he didn't measure up. But what he did is he gave me an amazing, amazing lesson that helped me put myself in my mother's shoes and helped me forgive and understand my parents' relationship from a whole different perspective. So that was the sharing, that was the story of how karma can work in very, very sophisticated ways. And these lessons, they come out of the blue, but they are really blessings. They are blessings. And more often than not, they are blessings in disguise. So sometimes you have to look a little deeper to understand what is really going on there. This is my sharing. Thank you for listening. And we shall speak again sometime soon.